1: The following program is brought to you by Ridgeway Community Church.
2: It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me, and today it's Tough Topic Tuesday. Are you ready to talk to me? I'm ready to talk to you. Come on, let's go.
1: Live from our nation's capital. Welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, an expert on race, religion, and relationships.
2: maybe in front of your computer screen or your smartphone, checking me out on my socials. At Anderson Speaks is my handle there. Thanks a lot for tuning in. That's Facebook and YouTube Live. So I'm waving at you. Thanks a lot, friends. And for those of you who are listening on the most listened-to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country, WAVA, I welcome you as well, 105.1 FM FM. Salem Media Group, right out of Arlington, Virginia, covering all of Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, parts of West Virginia, and Pennsylvania as well. Well, if you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. First of all, we've got Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays. That's today. And I'll introduce the topic in just a moment. Tomorrow's Wisdom Wednesday, then Theological Thursday, then Open Phone in Friday. So if you don't get a chance to talk to me throughout the week, call on Friday you can ask me any question and talk about any topic that is of concern to you and then on Saturdays we have a special show it's not a call-in show but you can listen to it as I have interviews and great conversations throughout the week that are highlighted on Saturday nights at 7 p.m. for 30 minutes so check us out on this station at that time And of course, if you want to worship with us, you can do that as well. I am a pastor of Bridgeway Community Church on Sunday. So just go to bridgeway.cc. That's bridgeway.cc, and you can get all the information there. Now, of course, if you want to get a hold of me a few other ways, feel free to do that uh, online. But if you want to call me today, call me around the topic of the black church. That's what we're talking about today, the black church. Is the black church still relevant today? Why or why not? What are its challenges, its blessings, maybe some things it needs to change or to think about? Uh, I grew up in the black church. My dad was pastor uh, there In starting out in uh, Silver Spring, Maryland, at Round Oak Baptist Church. A big shout out uh, to Pastor Lyle and Leno. Pointer. Lionel Pointer is the father. The son is Lyle Pointer. And uh, Lionel Pointer has been the pastor for over 40 years there. He came after my father. My father left that church after about seven years and was called to a church in Washington, D.C., called Nazareth Baptist Church at Seventh and Shepherd in Northwest Washington, before he went to found his own church called Grace United Baptist Church in Northeast Washington, D.C. at 12th and Jackson. And so a big shout out to those churches as well. Hello, Grace United Baptist. So all of my life I grew up with the traditions uh, and the treasures of the black church as an African-American male from an African-American family. Um, but, you know, uh, what? what's going on with the black church now? What do you think? It, it, it has uh, given birth to people like me. Uh, And maybe like some of you, and then there's others of you who uh, might not be African-American but still enjoy uh, the black church, learned from it, Uh, or maybe as a white person or of another ethnicity, you have questions about the black church, affirmations maybe about the black church, maybe some concerns. Well, you know what? This is the place where you can talk about it. Uh, Maybe you have questions you just never knew and you wanted to know. Now's the time, right? Not only is it Black History Month, but you have a pastor who happens to be black. Even though I pastor a multicultural church of many nations, uh, that's from whence I've come. And I want to hear from you what you think about the challenges, uh, the blessings of the black church. Is it still relevant today? Why or why not? No judgment zone here. Feel free. I'm not going to trudge you, but I may push you, may debate you. And you may push and debate me. We're not going to agree on everything. And guess what? That's all right. This is the way we grow and stretch, right? All right. Well, if you want to call me about the topic, the number's is 888-432-7434. Or just remember the word bridge, 888 Bridge. My lines are now open. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you uh, for the church in general and even the black church that has help to grow up uh, young men like me and and others. And we just pray, God, for all of our pastors who are uh, listening, all of our bishops and leaders, spiritual leaders who you've appointed. Lord, would you protect and keep them as well? We commit today's conversation over to you. For it is in the name of Jesus, we pray. Together, everyone said amen and amen. Well, historically, maybe you didn't know this, but Richard Allen and Absalom Jones organized the Free African Society of Philadelphia, which later evolved into two congregations, the Bethel Church, which was the mother church of the AME, African Methodist Episcopal denomination, and St. Thomas Episcopal Church, which remained affiliated with a white Episcopal denomination. These churches continued to grow, and historian Mary Sawyer notes that in 1810, there were 15 African churches representing four denominations in 10 cities from South Carolina to Massachusetts. And so this goes back to uh, the early 1800s, and now here we are in 2021. Can you believe that's where we are right now? Well, what uh, twists and turns and what uh, uh, kinds of folk have the black church born, uh, given birth to. Well, that's what we're talking about today. For some of you, this is a very tough topic because maybe you've left uh, the traditional black church. Maybe you have some problems with it, or maybe racially, some of you who are not black are saying, why do we even need a black church? Come on now. Well, let's talk about it. Let me give you my number one more time, 888 432 We're going to run to our commercial break now. And as soon as we return, we're taking your phone calls live on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Is the black church still relevant today? Why or why not?
3: your house fast are you ready to drive away and move on with your life pete and thomas hunley own hometown home buyers an a-plus rated better business bureau family-owned business they can buy your home today and if you need it they will even help you move out give them a call today at 888-623-3533 or visit them at hometownhomebuyers.biz that's hometownhomebuyers.biz call now 888-623-3533 Sell today, move tomorrow.
4: Under
5: one roof. from one side to the other. Under one roof. from the inside and out. It's Best Buy Waterproofing and Best Buy Design Build. So, who is this superhero guy flying over the neighborhood looking for leaky basements and leaky roofs to repair? Visit BestBuyWaterproofing.com or call 844-980-3707-247 to see what heroic home repair services look like. Basement waterproofing, mold and mildew remediation, structural repair, foundation crack injection, sump pump systems, roofing and gutters, siding and decks. So, you went to Best waterproofing. And call 844 980 3707. Who's the real hero now? You are. Under one roof, from one side to the other, under one roof, from the inside out. We've got you covered from top to bottom. At Best Buy, your whole house is our business. Best
1: Buy! Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's INSPIRE to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
2: That's me, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. If you do need to sell your home quickly, well, guess what? Hometown home buyers. We'll definitely buy it from you. You can trust them. I know who they are, and they uh, have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So if you have a, a home, any price, any home, you don't even have to move all your stuff out if you need help cleaning or getting it out of there. They can help you with all of that. But it first begins with a phone call. So give them a call. Ask them about the details. 888-623-3533. Their number one more time is 888 888- Six two three thirty five thirty three, and if you'd like to learn more about them, you can always go to hometownhomebuyers.biz. Today we're talking about the black church. Is it still relevant? Today, Why do you think it is or why do you think it is not? What challenges or changes or blessings, uh, traditions, would you uh, say is needed in the African American church? You got it? That's our topic. Let's see where we go from here. My phone number, 888-432-7434. Let's kick it off in Alexandria, Virginia with Don, who's on the line. Hey, Don, it's Dr. Anderson how you doing
6: fine thanks dr man how are you sir no
2: i'm alive and grateful thanks for hanging with me what are you thinking
6: uh just want to say first you make me think like a a treacher you ever heard the word treacher
2: no tell me
6: it's a combination of a preacher and a teacher
2: oh <laughs> there you go okay i'll
6: take that <laughs> i like it me, uh, that's meant as a compliment now as far as the black church um I, I do believe it's relevant. I'm speaking as an African American. Okay. I I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it taken out of context. And I just don't want to go to a church because people look like me. I want to go to a church because people look like Jesus.
7: Mm.
6: I've been to some black. Uh, you know, I've been to some black churches where the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel has really suckered a lot of people and and guilt-tripped them into giving everything. So, I'm. I mean, I got to state the obvious. Yeah. I know we're talking about a church that looks to Jesus Christ. But I don't want the black church to become a, a thing of I'm going there only because I'm African-American. I mean, and I I want it to be a church that's well-balanced with not just emotion, feel good, but with intellect and some humor. Humor is nice,
2: mm-hmm. but, but
6: I want it to be a balanced church.
2: Gotcha. So, so you, you want good before, preaching. You want good teaching. You want balance theologically, uh, it sounds to me. Is that right?
6: Correct. I'd rather go to a church that's multicultural than just known as a black church, because eventually, heaven, it ain't going to be no black, white, Hispanic church. It's going to be one church.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, we are one church. Unfortunately, we've learned how to segregate ourselves pretty well, haven't we, Don?
6: We have. That's yeah. right.
2: Hey, well, listen, thanks for calling. I appreciate your contribution. Way to kick the show off. That's Don in Alexandria, Virginia. We've got another Don, but he's named Donald, and he's in Baltimore, Maryland. Let's go there. Hello, Mr. Donald. David Anderson here. How are you?
8: Hey, Dr. Anderson. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking?
8: Well, the previous caller kind of stole some of my thunder, but I'm going to throw a little bit of lightning in there if you're alive.
2: I like that. Okay. Throw some lightning with that thunder.
8: <laughs> well, you know, I'm kind of like on a 50-50 slit on that because, you know, I've been teaching my daughter that we need to understand and learn our culture. Right. Even in the church, specifically mm-hmm. in the church. But unfortunately, and, and I don't want to sound, I don't know, I'm, I'm just going to say it. I, I've been in churches, black churches, where they they was preaching, teaching Jesus, but only from a black point of view. Okay. You know, I want to see it from a biblical Jesus point of view.
2: Mm-hmm.
8: And what, I, what I happened is my daughter, you know, because we've been in a multicultural environment for so long, and whenever we get to the black churches, that's all we hear is black this and black that. Mm -hmm. Then I have to explain to her about, you know, that Jesus is not colorblind, or he is colorblind. Let me correct that. And right now we're actually looking for a multicultural church, but we we still would like to, you know, fellowship in a black church, you know, for cultural cultural and historical aspects.
2: I do wonder, Donald, how many people in 2021 in this century and in this decade are are saying, listen, we live in a multicultural world and we need to worship in a multicultural way. And so I wonder if some folk are outgrowing uh, the black church, or is it the opposite where because we're in a multicultural world, we feel like we actually need the black church in order to kind of retain some of the, some of the roots of our traditions. What do you think?
8: I think it's a combination of both.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, listen, thanks a lot for uh, calling and contributing. I appreciate it. That's Donald in Baltimore. First two calls came from Don's and Donald's Alexandria and, and uh, also Baltimore. What about you? Do you have any questions, concerns or thoughts uh, about, the Black Church, 888-432-7434. That is the number uh, live in studio. I'm uh, right here at WAVA 105.1 FM. Uh, in the years leading up to the Civil War, the Black Church found its political and prophetic voice in the cause of abolition. And the uh, Black ministers took their pulpits to speak out against slavery and warn that any nation that condoned slavery would suffer divine punishment. Former slave and Methodist convert Frederick Douglass challenged Christians to confront an institution that violated the central tenets of the Christian faith, including the principle of equality before God. Now, post-emancipation, most black Southerners ended up joining independent black churches that had been formed in the North before the Civil War. These included the African-American or the African Methodist Episcopal, which we know as A.M.E., and the African Methodist Episcopal Zion, uh, A.M.E.Z. In 1870, Southerners formed the Colored Methodist Episcopal Church, but now it's changed to the Christian Methodist Episcopal Church, the C.M.E., and in 1894, a black Baptist formed the national baptist convention so there's still several a handful of uh, black denominations that came out of the pre-civil war during the times of segregation uh, as well as post-civil war and in all these denominations the black preacher stood as the central figure and uh Uh, I like the way W.E.B. Du Bois uh, puts it when he talks about the black preacher. He says he immortalizes uh, these men because uh, one of the books he wrote or the essays he wrote called Of the Faith of the Fathers uh, is one of his seminal works, The Souls of Black Folk. And Du Bois describes the black preacher as, listen, the most unique personality developed by the Negro on American soil. A man who found his function as the healer of the sick, the interpreter of the unknown, the comforter of the sorrowing, the supernatural avenger of wrong, and the one who rudely but piscuresquely expressed the longing, disappointment, and resentment Of a stolen and oppressed people. So, W.E.B. Du Bois is lifting up the black preacher who was really the central leader and figure of the black community. And you surely didn't have the privilege of only teaching the Bible. You had to teach the intersection between God's word and the world you were living in, which was very, very difficult. And so to this day, we ask the question, is that functionality still important of the black church? And is it still relevant? That's what I'm asking on this tough topic Tuesday. Can't wait to hear from you. Let me give you the number and then I'm going right back to the phone lines. 888-432-7434. Let's hear from uh, Savannah, who's in Laurel, Maryland. Hey, Savannah, Dr. Anderson here. How are you?
4: Hi, I'm fine, Dr. Anderson. How are you?
2: I'm great. Thanks for calling. What are you thinking?
4: Um, Well, I I guess I have a a question. Um, I don't know that it can be answered, but whenever I hear this conversation about the black church and whether it's relevant or not, and Uh you hear a lot of people saying, you know, oh, it's only, you know, the human race and God doesn't see color and all of these different things that, you know, might be true. I guess my concern is that what is what is the answer do we just shut down all of the black churches Mm -hmm. like that it's not i don't know that it's a conversation about relevance that really should be had because the black church is established in our communities all over this country
2: right well i would think establishment and relevance could be two different things okay right like Yes, it's established, but is it relevant? Relevant meaning, is it meeting the needs of black people today? And if so, great. If not, why not? And so the question is much more about the relevance uh, of the black church. And and honestly, what can happen to churches, whether they're um, ethnic churches or majority culture churches, we could go the way of England. If, and I'm, I don't know if you've been to England uh uh savannah but they're big beautiful edifices all throughout england they are empty when it comes to worship mm. and having studied there i would go to these churches you know i got my doctorate from, uh, from oxford graduate school and i studied it at oxford university for a while and we would go into london and we we would go to these big beautiful churches and they were absolutely gorgeous 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 but they were empty like you might have 15 people in a multi-million dollar stained glass uh you know uh steeples and stone and great architecture and you can have a hundred worshipers and so whether it's the black church or you know the, the church of england the reality is churches that are not relevant regardless of their ethnicity will lose people and that's i think that's the greater conversation at least from which i'm coming from when i established this thinking today.
4: <laughs> okay. No, that makes sense. I like that perspective.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah. Thanks a lot for calling in and, and uh, questioning me on that. Okay. All right. No
4: problem. Thank you.
2: Appreciate you. Let's go to Washington DC and talk to Marty. Who's on the line. Hello, Marty. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you today?
9: Hey, Dr. Anderson. I'm fine. How are you doing? Oh,
2: I'm alive and grateful. What are you thinking?
9: Um, I grew up like you in a church. Uh, Of black people all of my life. I think, and again, I'm not a preacher, but I think if you are a black preacher in 2021, you have to, I think you have an obligation to mix the spirituality, the the Bible teaching. I think you have to mix, mix that Bible teaching or combine the Bible teaching with some social commentary and social action, Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's enough. If you're a black preacher today, I don't think it's enough for you to preach the Bible from the pulpit and not address what's happening socially and politically in this country. If you're black, there has to be a combination. Uh, I'm going to throw out seven names to you real quick. Okay. Nat Turner. Nat Turner. Go. Vernon Johns. Go. Martin Luther King Jr. Go albert albert Mm clade gardner taylor Mm -hmm. jeremiah wright and william barber Uh uh-huh those men were all preachers or all preachers Mm -hmm. uh uh, jeremiah wright and william barber the only ones that are still alive uh to me they provided combinations of bible teaching yeah with a responsibility to their to the people who listen to them uh, you all have to get involved. You can't just sit at home mm-hmm. and do your Bible study and Bible class. You, you know, we live in this world, and and I think we're called to address the things in this world that are not right. So, simply teaching the Bible, in my opinion, for black preachers, that's not enough. You yeah. you you have to you have to do both.
2: Well, I appreciate your your thinking on that. Yeah, you know, Barbara has seemed to find a way, which is different than. Uh, Jeremiah Wright, I believe. But uh, Barb has seemed to find a way, uh, Marty, to have taken the Bible, integrated with social political issues and build a bridge to people that are not black. So he has a platform and a voice that is beyond a black audience. Have, have you noticed that as well?
9: Yes, I have. And I
2: I, I think that may be the way of of the future where you realize you're not just preaching to your people, you're preaching from your people. You know, in a sense, I preach from my people, but I preach to a a megaphone to the whole world. And somehow being able to to uh, platform God's truth in a way that more than just your people can get it, I think, may be the, the trick for the future. Hey, thanks a lot for hanging with me. Okay, I'll be right back.
1: Hey, Norm with A-Action Home Services here. Cold weather is right around the corner, so don't miss out on our $69 heating system tune-up. In fact, it's more than just a tune-up. It's the peace of mind knowing that your heating system will be running at peak efficiency all season long. We are so confident in our tune-ups that should your unit break down after our visit, we will come out and diagnose the issue for free. So give me a call today at 703-922-1900. That's 703-922-1900.
10: Actual patient testimonials results may vary.
11: If you've been suffering with painful and embarrassing varicose and spider veins, the fact is they're not going to get better on their own. It's time to stop thinking about getting treatment and start doing something about it. And Vein Clinics of America can help. I was too embarrassed to wear shorts, dresses. I am so glad I came in. I can do and wear whatever I want. For more than 40 years, the doctors at Vein Clinics of America have been the leading experts in the minimally invasive treatment of vein disease. What does that mean for you? No major surgery, no downtime, and no more ugly varicose and spider veins. My legs looked beautiful, they felt beautiful, and I felt good inside. Feel confident again and live your best life with Vein Clinics of America. Medicare and most insurance is accepted, so call now to see if you qualify for a free, no obligation consultation.
1: 800 761 5522. 800 761 5522. 800 761 5522. Hear 105.1 FM WAVA wherever you are on our mobile app or on iHeart, tune in, and now on radio.com. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream
2: to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store.
11: Don't miss In Touch with Charles Stanley, weekday mornings at 8.30 on Life-Changing Talk Radio WAVA. In
5: 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. Twenty Five Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess dot Corporate animalist number thirteen thirty five. Record animalist number six five two three three. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. It's real
2: talk with dr david anderson are you enjoying the conversation this is tough topic tuesday and we're dealing with the tough topic of the black church really just asking the question about its challenges its blessings uh its treasures you know and and honestly is the black church still relevant uh and what does that mean why or why not and uh uh, you know As I gave some history of the African-American church, remember, for those of you who aren't aware, uh, you know, no one just said, you know what, we don't want to be a part of uh, of other people. So we want to establish the black church. Uh, it It didn't really start that way. It started. If you understand history in America, blacks were stolen, kidnapped and enslaved. They weren't allowed to be to themselves. They were separated. Their language, their family members uh, they were completely uh separated and sold off into different places, okay, and so they weren't allowed to be alone or to gather together until there was a time one hour of the hundred and sixty eight hours uh in the week the master, the white master would go to church. that would be the only time then that blacks could really uh come together when the slave master wasn't around, and that's where you get the birth of of that some of their worship and some of their dance and just some of their mourning, moaning and emotion. Uh, that's where it sort of all began. And then when you got past uh, that period of time, there was a time when blacks were allowed in the white church, but they had to sit in the slave section or in the back. And so it was still segregated. You could come in. You just couldn't—you couldn't sit <clears throat> anywhere or have any function in the church, but you could at least— uh, you know, get in. And so it felt like great progress. Woohoo, We get to go to the white man's church. Okay. So that's what it was like. All right. So that's why when you read scripture about women, keep silent and ask your husband, when you get home, when we read it, we're like, Oh my gosh, that's so chauvinistic. But understand back then they weren't even allowed in the temple. So the fact that they were now allowed in, uh, the church, they still had to be silent All right, and you had a question. You can't just stand up and start talking as a woman. You ask your husband at home, that looks terrible from this end looking back. But from their end looking forward, like, wow, now women are allowed in it. They just had to be quiet. Well, it was like that with black slaves. Now we're allowed in it, but we got to be quiet. Got to sit in this section. Don't ask no questions. All right, so it just depends on your perspective. Are you looking back or are you looking forward? If you're coming out of the out of the cotton fields, and you get to go into an air-conditioned church for an hour and hear uh, the master, uh, hear his word from the scriptures, trust me, that was a benefit. Now we'd look at it and be like, what? we got to sit in the back. What's wrong with y'all? So understand history, all right, when you talk about these kinds of things. And I want to give you some of that, uh, that history, and then you go from there to uh, segregation, and when you get to segregation, that's where you began to see the black church or the African-American church established. And it was out of that that we get the AME, the AME Zion, the National Baptist, and the list goes on, okay? It's just like universities. Why do you need historical black colleges and universities? Well, because why did Martin Luther King seem so liberal? He went to a liberal school. Well, because he wasn't allowed in the white one. I mean, you got to understand history. Otherwise, you start making these statements, and somebody's got to say, hold up. Understand where we came from, we didn 't just drop from the sky you we come from somewhere, and this is how we got here. all right now, if we want to change that let 's change it so our future can be something different, but we can't sort of point backwards and like it 's a bad thing that certain things were were started uh you know I mean, it was a bad situation that caused them to start, but I think the black church, the black family, is amazingly resilient. And it's amazing the way God has preserved black people after all they have gone through. But I want to hear from you. I want to know what you're thinking, okay? Let me give you the number and go back to the phone lines, 888-432-7434. I've got Mike on the road in Maryland, so let me go there. Hey, Mike, Dr. Anderson, how you doing?
10: Um, well, thanks. Uh, uh, you know, I only, uh, I only ever dipped my toe in the black church experience once, but I was blessed <laughs> for it and uh it's a it's a real quick story i wanted to share i was uh in in the military air force base and of course the gospel service that was the code phrase for the the black uh service and they were having a a music gospel worship music workshop on saturday and and, you know you'd always walk past when the black church would go and man they were they sound like they were just you know raising the roof right and i i wanted to sing like that so i went to this little workshop and and uh, and I did. I tried my best to just let it out, to quit being self-conscious, uh, quit worrying about who's looking at me and how I sound. And and mm. for a few minutes, and in uh, what were we do, we were shaking the devil out. That's what, that's the song. And mm. and for a few minutes, uh, there was it was just me and God, and I was just uh, just worshiping and giving glory to God with my voice. And uh, I don't know if that's a common experience in the black church but it happened for me one day and it doesn't happen very much. And huh. uh, I was really so just, I'm thankful for it.
2: You just had to let it go, huh?
10: I did. It was, <laughs> it felt, it felt really good. I wish I could get more people in the, in my fellows in the white church, if you will, to, to mm. sing like that and to know what it feels like to just, to just worship without caring about, you know, any, who's looking at you or anything about you.
2: Mm. Did you feel welcome when you went?
10: I really did. Yeah. I was yeah. surprised. You know, I, I, I have heard, like one caller was saying, that many uh, sermons uh, seem to be, you know, all about the black experience and less about the the, the gospel, less about the message of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've, I've always been a little bit scared off by going to a, a worship service. But in that workshop, oh yeah, I, I very much did.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, thanks for sharing your experience, Mike. I really appreciate it, okay? Thank you. That's Mike who's on the road in Maryland. Yeah, I think uh, uh black people are very, very welcoming when it comes to, uh, I mean, if you're welcome into the family, you're welcome into the church. I mean, they, they will uh, just make you a part of it. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, we're talking today about the black church. When I get back, I'm going to Bowie and Clinton and Knoxville, Maryland. I don't think I've heard of Knoxville, Maryland. So uh, let's get over there as well. So y'all hang with me in just a few minutes. We're coming right back. Make sure you check out my advertisers and I'll see you in just a couple of minutes.
3: need to get out of your house fast are you ready to drive away and move on with your life pete and thomas hunley own hometown home buyers an a rated better business bureau family owned business they can buy your home today and if you need it they will even help you move out give them a call today at 888-623-3533 or visit them at hometownhomebuyers.biz that's hometownhomebuyers.biz call now Sell today, move tomorrow. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is not just an insightful radio talk show, but also a conversation that encourages listeners to engage in higher levels of understanding. Here's what people are saying about the show.
4: Dr. Anderson, I've been listening to you for a
5: couple years now, and I just wanted to call in and say Amen and Hallelujah. You
2: are on the mark. I listen to you uh, very much, and it's good. It's very, very good to hear your refreshing voice on the radio. You are not afraid to take any topic. Uh, you
6: are very humble, and um, it's, it just gives us comfort.
11: I love the radio station. My favorite is Marriage Mondays. Even though I'm married, it's okay. I love it. I
4: love the advice. I listen to it all the time. I have my notifications on. I was on the show once upon a time. Um, so I just love the advice and just the biblical sound and just stuff that he says on here. It's just amazing to listen to.
11: He's such an inspiration because not only does he impact the um, local area, but his message is so
3: powerful that it deserves to go on a broader spectrum comprehension begins with conversation is not just a phrase it's a reality join the conversation at real talk with dr david anderson
2: Have you ever driven through neighborhoods and seen beautiful up lights? You know what up lights are? That when they shine the light on the trees, they shine the light on the house and it looks absolutely gorgeous. Well, guess what? During the winter months, Laser Landscaping are doing lights for your house. And they're not only doing lights on the outside, they're also doing hearth work. So if you're looking for a nice... Patios and things of that sort where you walk off the back of your patio and you just see how beautiful it can be in the spring. while they're doing the work during the winter. So give them a call directly. It's laser with a Z, LLC. You can find them at 240 516 4967. Ask for Fidel, Laser Landscaping LLC. Ask for Fidel. Here's the number again. and zeroing in his company to give special deals today for Bowie, Maryland. That's right. Bowie, Mitchellville, Greenbelt. That area, they have so many folks that are ready to help you with the lighting and the beautifying of your home. So give them a call. It's Laser Landscaping. Ask for Fidel at 240-516-4967 i love driving up at my to my house at night because the lights look so so good i tell you what uh Fidel just did such a great job with the lighting. I don't know if you uh want that when you have whether you have a townhouse or you have a single family home at nighttime when the lights shine up from the from the lawn onto the building. It just looks so, so very good. Thank you, Fidel. If you want some information on how he can hook you up, make sure you give him a call. His number's 240 516 4967. You can see them on Facebook too, Laser Landscaping LLC. Check them out, okay? Hey, listen, we are talking about the Black Church. I like what uh Farrah Nas says on my Facebook page. Hi Dr. Anderson. I am not too familiar about history of black or white churches, but got to know your church because of its uniqueness and approach towards people of all races. Truthfully presenting God's word, respecting and loving others makes a church. Thank you. Well, Farah Naj, you are welcome. We have uh, over 60 different uh, ethnicities that are represented at Bridgeway Community Church, and I believe that Farah is Pakistani. So we're just glad that you're a part of the body. You come into Bridgeway, you'll see white, black, Asian, Hispanic. Just tune in online and you can worship with us as well and just see all of our our ministers and our clergy and our musicians. We're just so blessed. This is what the body of Christ uh, can be. And that's really what the body of Christ is. All right. The reason why we have racially segregated uh, churches often. It's because of our sordid history. And so the question is, Does is that our destiny? And uh, our destiny, it says that we're going to be worshiping around the throne uh, with one, one people, one tribe, one nation. Um, you know, God pulls us all together from these many different nations, people from every tribe, people, language, and nation are worshiping Saying salvation belongs to our God isn't God gorgeous? I mean he's just so gorgeous. He just has all these colors. someone said God's not colorblind. I think God is color uh, uh oriented in fact he 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 I I, I I like to say we're color blessed, okay, not colorblind color blessed God created the different colors. why because he wants us to to lean into what my mom used to have us sing a long time ago, the master's bouquet. You know, all these different colors. God wants us to see the brilliance of his creation. Uh, my sister posted a picture of a bird, and that bird had all these different colors. I'm like, wow, Was that a real bird or was it painted? She goes, no, that's a real bird she took a picture of. And so God is just a creative uh, painter of all things, and I'm thankful for it. I celebrate it. All right, let's go to uh, Clinton, Maryland, as promised, and talk with Will, who's on the line. Hi, Will. It's Dr. Anderson. How you doing?
7: All right, my brother. How are you?
2: I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for calling me. What are you thinking?
7: Sure. Well, I, I think that, yes, the black church is relevant. However, I, I believe that the, the black church is not as powerful as we used to be or even that we should be. Okay. Um, I, I think that um, we we've allowed, you know, Political and cultural views uh, to so influence the church even more so than the Word of God, mm. and so we have we have allowed ourselves to become weak. You know, we 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 have those views, um, and I, I, I guess I'm saying this also in disagreement to one of your previous callers, I, I believe that we need to stick to what the Word says, and the political will be addressed through the Word. The, the culture will be addressed through the word because we'll be seeing it out of a kingdom lens,
10: mm-hmm. you know.
7: And, we, and I'm saying this because we become so weak that we believe that just because we voted for a certain person, we got to agree with everything they do. Right, no, i, I right. voted for you, but I'm not going to agree with everything you do. So right. with, with that said, we used to speak, we should, and we should be speaking about social injustice. But we should also speak about, speak about abortion, the right. fact marriage. And would, we, 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 we should be speaking about issues that right. Scripture speaks about. From the Word and of God.
2: What, exactly. And, and
7: that's what the political funders say.
2: Well, mm-hmm. no, you make a good point that a lack of the Word will weaken a church, and that's any church. And so, But when you have the Word of God, uh, that's where our strength comes from. Thanks a lot, Will. I appreciate you, Okay blessings to you. Let's go to Bowie, Maryland and talk to Dr. Anita. Hello, Dr. Anita. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you?
12: Hey, Hey, Dr. Anderson. I'm fine. How are you? Oh,
2: I'm alive and grateful and glad you're hanging with me. What are you thinking?
12: Oh, thank you. I'm thinking, you know, I grew up in church since 18 years of age, uh, you know, Pentecostal Mm
3: -hmm.
12: and, um, never missed, never missed, never missed the Sundays. Okay. If if they gave our attendance awards, I probably would get one.
2: Right.
12: But what I'm saying was that, um, I I grew up and I became promoted in every level of ministry leadership Mm -hmm. in the black church predominantly. I do like, you know, the fact that your church is very diverse. I like that. And I think that's what, you know, um, the body of Christ should be and look mm-hmm. like, Amen. but the black church is very relevant. Yes. However, recently, in times past, um, I don't think they're, they're making impacts in communities, impacts mm-hmm. in you know, the majority of them, impacts in communities. You know, I am a preacher. I'm a black female preacher.
8: All
2: right okay. now.
12: All right now. Yeah. Shout out <laughs> to the female preachers, Dr. Shout out. That's okay. right.
2: Shout out. <laughs> I'm with you. So
12: I'm out there. Okay, thank you. I'm out there in these streets. I see a lot, you know, but the same token, I had the freedom, you know, coming up in church under pastors that I stepped under. Yeah. You know, they knew my part was always in the street, mm. in the community, really, you know, so, um, helping people, and I still do that today. So time. They, my they
2: blessed you to go out me. to do that. And you had that covering, yes. which I love that. And uh, th- yeah. thank God for evangelists and for uh women like you and men like you that are called to the to the streets but they still need a covering and they need support you know support and so and, I'm, yeah. I'm thankful for what what you have done and i pray that god continues to use you miss doctor ms doctor thank you. reverend doctor thank
12: you. you know what i'm a phd <laughs> religion education Come and that on. was a lot of hard work i know it but was. I, I thank god for it but let me say this little last piece Doctor it's okay. the black church predominantly They have to do better. You know, I was really uh, disheartened, you know, with all these killings and so forth. And you didn't really hear a lot of these big name pastors who normally can get the mic and TV at any time. And, you know, you probably know some of those names. I'm not going to say them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, y'all are silent. Y'all are solid out here. Nobody's saying anything. This is the time. They need to come up. This
2: is the time. All right. God bless you, Dr. Anita. I'm running to my break. Sylvia Maynard says many black churches are necessary community strongholds Monday through Saturday. The predominantly black churches that I have attended were shelters for me at the time. Praise the Lord. I agree with you. Thank God. I'm coming right back. I'll get my last caller from Knoxville, Maryland after this break.
5: The 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is still at the lowest level in 50 years. I'm Mark Livingstone with Cornerstone First Financial, and it's now more important than ever to work with a friend you can trust. As a mortgage broker and lender, we can guarantee to meet or beat any competitor on this very station, or Cornerstone will pay your mortgage for an entire year. Some restrictions do apply, but call now at 202-625-1221, That's 202-625-1221 or online at cornerstonefirst.com. Listen, these rates will not be this low forever. And when the pandemic is over, it's the housing industry that will bring the people out of this and bring the economy back. Do yourself a favor and call the only company that delivers what it promises, not some window rate with a bunch of points attached. 202 625 1221. That's 202 625 1221 or cornerstonefirst.com. Maybe you've
0: heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance, but you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic yes, you can. You could save a lot of money, whether it's just for you or for an entire family. Metashare has an option for you. In fact, very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call eight four four fifty seven Bible. That's 57 Bible. 844-57-BIBLE. Actual patient testimonials results may vary.
11: If you've been suffering with painful and embarrassing varicose and spider veins, the fact is they're not going to get better on their own. It's time to stop thinking about getting treatment and start doing something about it. And Vein Clinics of America can help. I was too embarrassed to wear shorts, dresses. I am so glad I came in. I can do and wear whatever I want. For more than 40 years, the doctors at Vein Clinics of America have been the leading Experts In the minimally invasive treatment of vein disease. What does that mean for you? No major surgery, no downtime, and no more ugly varicose and spider veins. My legs looked beautiful, they felt beautiful, and I felt good inside. Feel confident again and live your best life with Vein Clinics of America. Medicare and most insurance is accepted, so call now to see if you qualify for a free, no obligation consultation. Call
1: 800 761 5522. 800 761 5522. 800 761 5522.
2: It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Sylvia Maynard says, Are there conversations about shutting down the white church or the Korean church? Absolutely not. Let me clarify, we're not talking about shutting down anything. There's a difference, like I said to one caller, between what's established and what's relevant. We're talking about relevance today. And maybe we ought to talk about the relevance of the white church or the relevance of the Korean church. I think churches need to be looking at their reverence and their relevance in today's culture. Are we losing people, young people? Are we losing people who... Uh, don't understand church and christian Uh how do we communicate in this day and age? What do we look like online? What do we look like Monday through Saturday? These are the conversations about the relevance of the church in general. And so I sure hope that I didn't come across as if we were talking about uh, somehow shutting down any churches. Uh, we need as many as we can to preach the gospel and the word of God. Amen. All right, let's talk to Gloria. Gloria, you'll be my last caller. You're from Knoxville, Maryland. Where is that? Is that out there in Western Maryland somewhere? It is right around Frederick. Oh, the Frederick area. Excellent. All right. Well, it's good to hear from you. What are you thinking?
4: Well, it's nice to be heard, and I praise God for this, and I I thank you for taking my call. Um, my, I think that the relevance of any church, singular, yeah. white Asian, Mm -hmm. black, whatever have you, is irrelevant. I think the relevance came when it was time for that, and that was some time ago, Mm -hmm. when our people were trying to become people, if you understand my saying, when they felt less than anybody else. And I Mm -hmm. thank God that they had that to run to. But today... We have evolved above. We are God's children. And as God's children, we are inclusive of everyone. Yes. God's children, I hate to hear the term, and please forgive me, anyone, I don't mean to offend, but anyone who's saying the white church, the black church, mm-hmm. we are God's children. We, we should are. be one church.
2: We should be. When I was
4: a young child, my we first, should be. um amen, that's what it's about. It's Because as long as we hold ourselves exclusion to a black church, we're gonna talk about that. As long as we hold ourselves exclusive from anything and it should be talked about God. You where your treasures are is where your heart is. And if your heart is in God, we will be lifted above all this white black, all these terrible things in the world because God will enter our hearts.
2: Amen and to that.
4: Everybody will be a part of everything that we do. Amen so we to that. Not be excluded. We and are let included. Me,
2: let me jump in right there and let you go only because yeah. our time is getting low, uh, short. But I thank you so much, Miss Gloria from Knoxville near Frederick. Who knew that? And so, yeah, we should be talking about one God, one blood, one race. Yes, but we also must realize that we are. Uh, male and female, black, white, Jew, Gentile, but that should not separate us. And that's the point of those scriptures that says they're neither male nor female. You're still male, you're still female, and guess what, it's still okay to have a woman's ministry, all right, Um, but uh, we're not just gonna have an all-woman church, right, or an all-men church, right? We wanna have a church where men and women are, are welcome and valued, but there may be some needs that the men have. There may be some needs that the women have. It's okay to see the distinctions and minister to the distinctions, and so what we don't want to do is sort of just kind of wash everything away and say there's no distinction. Those passages, male or female, no Jew, nor Greek, no slave, nor free, didn't mean that they didn't exist. It meant that they were not barriers to the gospel. Everybody should be able to be saved regardless of, here it is, whether male or female, regardless of whether slave or free. See, that's what the point of the passage is. So let's continue to minister to one another. Let's continue to walk together. Let's continue to worship together. This is why I love my church, Bridgeway Community Church. Check me out. Go to bridgeway.cc and tell me what you see. All right, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. We love you and we thank you that you've called us to be one in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.